Hey there, welcome to the Cameron Diamond Ministry Podcast, where we aim to know, live, share, and defend the Christian faith. I'm really excited, once again, that you've decided to tune in and hear me talk a bit about the Bible and and what I'm up to and things that are on my brain as far as concerning Christian life and ministry and all those things. I know the last several episodes have been centered around, um, you know, a pretty sensitive topic, you know, concerning uh, really sexual ethics, which is uh, a very hot topic in this day and age. Um, but it's important that, w- that we talk about these things. And um, actually, you know, one of the most played episodes on this channel is one that I did back in February when my third... Uh, child was born, my son Theodore. And when that episode aired, it was just a five minute little blurb about how can we know what God wants us to believe. Really important as Christians that we have a good grasp on how we can know what it is that we believe because we should not be dependent upon other humans Um, to be our source of truth, right? Our source of truth must be scripture at all times. And yet, it's not enough to just know what you should believe, but how do we live so that our lives reflect what it is that we believe? Because if we believe something, we will live consistently by that, right? After all, we don't want to teach one thing and then live a completely another way. And it's actually a reason why lots of people say that they are not Christians. It's because Christians tend to do one thing and then say another thing and it doesn't match. And and they want proof that Christianity is true by the way that we consistently live our lives according to what we believe. And this applies both to personal ethics and systems within churches and parachurch ministries And so once we know what the Bible says, and we know what the Bible wants us to believe about specific things in our world today, we have to then decide how to properly apply it to our entire lives. So for example, if we believe that marriage is between one man and one woman for life, based upon positive arguments for it, negative arguments against any other sexual ethic, and we see those commands in the Bible and the good and bad examples in the Bible of people doing it right, you know, doing it wrong, right? And then we're going to commit to living that way ourselves. So we see what the Bible says, we commit to doing what the Bible says, we read what the Bible says, and we know how to um, find those eternal principles, and then we commit to living that way ourselves, right? So we then have a relational sexual ethic that is consistent with the Bible, And so then anything outside of monogamous heterosexual marriage is therefore to be considered against the biblical mandate. And so we both live accordingly, and we encourage others to do the same because we believe it's the best way to live because our Creator designed us that way. And I know that, you know, this is just a specific example because um, even though in our world today, um, sexual ethics, the way the secular culture does it and the way the Christian church does it, totally different, right? And so we have to make sure that we <laughs> we know what we believe and we are consistent in that. But this is only just one sin. This is only one category of obedience, right? My wife tried to remind me yesterday, and she did a good job. She, she's great at bringing me back down to these things. Just realizing that this is not like just 
one sin that trumps all other sins, right? All, all sin, God deals with it all the same way. Here's my concern with this particular sin and why it's been brought up the last few episodes, why I participated in that conference. Uh, it's because this sin encourages people to a lifetime of rebellion against God, right? It's a commitment to that rebellion then. And so, or it's a complete denial of the need for marriage in the first place. And so we need to be able to put action to our belief so that we are consistent, so that we're um, preaching the gospel as it really is. I mean, as Christians, and there are lots of different denominations out there, um, lots of different thoughts about certain Christian beliefs, but all Christians have to agree on four things. They need to agree on the nature of God. They need to agree on the nature of Jesus. They need to agree on what salvation is, and they need to agree on what sin is, right? And that is, those are the things that really bind Christians together. And then all of the other things, right, we can still have fellowship with one another, uh, even among disagreement. And I think that's a good thing, right? And that we can have structured, good fellowship with each other in that way. But this is one of those things where Christians have to agree on it, because the Bible is so so clear and so we've got to make sure that we are constantly going back to the word and saying okay how did we arrive to this idea of a christian sexual ethic of one man one woman for life but you could take what i talked about how does god know what want me to believe you can take that principle to any sin any scripture and say okay what does God want me to do about X, Y, and Z? You know, some other big topics of our day is, you know, abortion or divorce or uh, racism. You know, uh, the Bible really does have an answer for us for everything as it concerns Christian living. And so if we believe that Jesus is the incarnate Son of God who died for the sins of the world and he was resurrected from the grave, well, then we're going to believe his claim that he's the only way to salvation. And so, for instance, if that is your belief, if that's my belief, then each of us, all the Christians, we will be active communicators of this truth. And we will encourage other people to leave behind any belief that is not true. Because Christianity is exclusive. If you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then it makes zero sense for you to be inclusive to other religions. We should be tolerant and allow free discussion, but we cannot be affirming of other worldviews that teach doctrines that are antithetical to the Bible. So what you believe has to result in some kind of actionable thing in your life. It has to match up. So what you know has to match how you live as it concerns everything in your life. And while we should be encouraging to other Christians to live biblically, our primary focus should always be to consider our own motives and actions, because we are constantly in the process of being redeemed by the Holy Spirit. And we should never consider ourselves to be better than another person. That results in problems between Christians becoming more sensitive and understanding because we put others' needs before ourselves. So put another way, the priorities of the Christian man or woman should be God first, everyone else second, and ourselves last of all. Not that we should neglect ourselves, but 
you know, if we neglect ourselves, then we could never help anyone, but we should be actively seeking to serve God obediently because we love him and we serve others for the same reason. And then we can trust God to meet our needs. But we've got to make sure that we are obedient in the meantime, that we are taking what God wants us to believe and we are turning that into right living. And it all gets put together. Well, I appreciate you uh, listening uh, this week. If you've got any feedback for me, good, bad, ugly, uh, uh, sounds great. You can email me at Cameron at Jonesvillebaptist.com. And I'll talk to you next week.